Welcome back to the Podcast Chronicles. I am one of your hosts, Ronnie. My name is Chaz Chart. And thanks once again for inviting us into your ears. You just, uh, wait, what did you say? That caught me. That just caught me off guard. I, th- I thanked them for inviting us into their ears. See, I thought you were going to thank me for inviting you into the studio, but you said into no. Their the ears. studio is terrible. We the lights are still out. We're uh, yeah. still still looking at you in uh, lighting that I would not typically like seeing you yeah. in. And our vibrations are still sliding into people's ear canals. You kind of so. had a uh, orangish glow to you right now. Um, and, but I will like to say the only thing vibrating or sliding into anything is our voices into the listeners ears into the canals. And with that being said, how about we talk some more about squid games, the squid game, squid game. I, you know, I'm going to be honest, still don't know if it's squids game or squid game. Well, I think, you know, it's not that one or I saw where you were going and I agree with you, but I think we can rule that one out. So it's just squid game, right? Squid game. And last time we covered episodes one through three. Today, we're going to start with episode four, and we might be able to get through episode seven in this one, and then finish it off with eight, nine, and some uh, final talk in the next one. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, we... Nice classes. Oh, thank you. We make the rules around here. Episode four, stick to the team. How are you today, by the way? I'm doing pretty good, man. My eczema's kind of been acting up lately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a, if, for those of you who don't know, eczema is a uh, rare I, skin I think condition. Know what it is. Well, it's not that rare. <laughs> um, people, a lot of people get it when it turns winter time or not winter, fall, winter time, changes season. You've been chapping. Yeah, I've been chapping. My lips have been chapping, and my skin's been chapping. My arms, Rashing. I get rashes on my chapping arms. Chapping and rashing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, fall is here, people. Happy fall. Um, it's be- By the way, beautiful drive over here. The leaves are changing. I was very ex- on the way home from work. I agree. Because we're hardworking men. That's what we do. It uh, it really opened up my mind. <laughs> you know, just left one job to making our way to the next. That's what we do here. Yep. Uh, but no, yeah. Outside of the fact that it's uh, 40 degrees and raining, um, it's wonderful outside. <laughs> it's great. Hey. Go Braves. Go Braves. We're in Georgia, folks. And World the, Series. Our boys are in the World Series. We'll see what happens. Uh, you always get ready for the heartache. That's what we've been doing for the past mm-hmm. 25 years in any Georgia sport. But, hey, we're hoping for the best. Episode 4, Stick to the Team. We see the doctor being led off to a special location. Um, some people in the camera room are covering for them. You know, they got a little quick key to hide so is it like they're erasing the footage as soon as he goes through or yeah just like okay. looping looping back more footage or something like okay. that yeah it's um you're a professional editor do you know exactly how they're doing it? oh yeah they're just doing some it's a quick key okay. and they're rewinding the uh the film to i think they're running on a film projector here uh and basically just they're messing with the film is what they're doing yes okay now, it's, don't think about it too hard because there's about 50 people here looking at screens, and I don't see how this one person is the only one. I don't know if they can hack into the other cameras and hide all of them. Because as we talked about last episode, there's some Willy Wonka bullshit going on with these staircases. Yeah, and, 
And yeah, it's hard to decide because it's not like, well, maybe he just has that one passageway. He's controlling that area. I don't know. Which is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. These people have to walk a ways to get to where they're going. Yeah. And it seems like they would be caught on a bunch of different cameras. But what do I know? All right. It seems like they got this thing figured out. Who am I to question? Gihan realizes that uh, Sung Woo might have set him up. Remember the last cookie yep. episode? And he said you know, Sung Woo had a vibe about him, but it ultimately said, no, we should split up. Yeah, this guy's the ultimate vibe. And uh, Gihan was like, oh, I'm going to go with the umbrella. And Song Wu was like, don't, well, yeah, you go go for it. And why do you think he did that again? I think we mentioned this, but. Why did he let him do it? Why? Yeah, why did he start to stop him and then he just let him do it? I think Song Wu is a very wise guy. And I don't mean that as in like, oh, you're a wise guy, buddy. I mean it more like he's an actual guy who's very wise. And I think he sees where this thing is coming or going, as in, you know, people are going to keep dwindling off, and he knows this is a sick game, and in the end, they might be forced to eliminate other contestants. So in his heart of hearts, he's like, it might be easier for me to... If he died like that, instead of me having to kill him? He's like, technically, he's making his own choice. Yeah. If I can just go over here and, you know, scrape my little circle or triangle out and then get out of there and then he dies and I don't have to see it or be a part of it, that might be the easiest way for this to go down. Yeah. It's kind of what I think his mindset is there. I think that's a beautiful way to put it. Thank you. I'm in a good, you know, good little spot today. I think this is going to be a great podcast. I think both of us are going to make some great points. You uh, you were talking about him being a wise guy. You seem like a wise guy today. Well, thank you. I am wearing the glasses. Um, I always wear glasses, and by always, I mean this is the first time I've worn these uh, blue UV glasses in about eight months. But I think I look like a wise guy when I wear them, so that's why I'm <laughs> but, doing it. But every eight months, you always wear them. That's what you're <laughs> every, saying. Every, yeah. This morning, all they get for breakfast, by the way, is one hard-boiled egg and a drink that I could not determine. And I, I'm, I'm not, not a, a liquids, fan. I'm not, not a liquids a, man. I'm not a hard-boiled egg fan. Not a, into the hard-boiled egg. No. So I wouldn't even have ate it. I would have. What is it about the hard-boiled egg that you're you don't fancy? It's hard. One. Well, it's not though. Well, then what's the, why is it called a hard-boiled egg? Because you. Uh, in a certain way, it's harder than when it starts. You can't argue with that. So it is hard. But it's not. See, this is what every chick says about me. It's not really hard. It's not that hard. Right. It's harder than what it was to, to begin with. Yeah, but... to crack your inner sanctum like an egg is what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Like the inside of you, they say, is not a hard-boiled egg. You get pretty mushy and you yep. spill your filling. Not your fillings. Cause... <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, your your feelings. Yes. Uh, You're not spilling your feelings either, either, because you're not hard, as we discussed. So it's hard to spill your feelings. Even though I I could do that. Well, but listen, listen, what we're talking about here is hard-boiled eggs. And And it's just, I don't like the texture, man. What I'm trying to get at, they're not that hard. But, exactly. You were arguing that they were. (laughs) Exactly my point. It depends on your definition of hard. I am just not a big fan of hard-boiled eggs. That's all it comes down to. I don't like them that much. You know I li- what? I would rather have them scrambled or omeletted. I just like a, I like a warm-slash-hot egg. Yeah. 
I think that's what it comes down to. I don't like a room temps to cold egg. That's a fair point. It's a, probably a better way to put it Thank than you. what I did. And then did you have any take on the liquid they're drinking here? Yeah, I just think it's kind of like a, uh, I think it's watered milk. Like a sparkling water, maybe? Yeah, it looks like watered milk. Watered milk. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that, but that's what it looks like. It's just my take. Like a skim milk or even further watered than that? Yeah, it might be a skim. It's on the either skin or skim milk. Skin or skim milk, okay. And obviously this is going to cause drama in the, uh, the little warehouse bedroom here. Uh, Dok Su and his gang hop back in line for seconds. Oh, and when confronted bastards. about it, he does what anyone would do and just kills a guy. And by the way, that is absolutely fine. No problems yeah. here. Survival so, of the fittest. It's another layer to the game, all right? And I respect it. I'm the kind of guy who's going to try and slip back to the, oh, the yeah. line. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. First in line, and then somehow you're first in line again. <laughs> First in line, back in line, and if you're not watching too closely, some I'm in somewhere in the middle of the line. Yeah. But yeah, he just kills the guy. And we cut over. So what did you think of this? Because it does. It adds a whole other layer. Because when you first watched it, were you like, oh, they're going to. Oh, I, there's some I knew rules as soon as he was here. beating the shit out of him and nothing was happening. I was right. like, oh, they're just going to let it go. Because I will say, yeah, that's yeah. how I was too. Once he. Because it, take, it takes him a while to beat the shit out of the guy. They do a good job of shooting it, where like he starts punching him, you get Gihan's reaction, like mm-hmm. he's waiting for someone to do something, and then right away you're like, they are cool with this. Mm-hmm. Which it, is, it just it instantly, as soon as that happens, though, it's instant just, oh, fuck. Right. You realize everything is screwed, because that was in, I mean, that wasn't even bedtime. Like They were all just getting ready to yeah. eat. Which, and obviously we'll get to bedtime. This was the first time when I went into it, a lot of people were describing it as Hunger Games. And as far as the games themselves go, that's not really, it's not really Hunger Games. I mean, I guess I kind of saw where people were talking about it. This is the Hunger Games shit, except... because yeah, they, they were all hungry. They were all hungry and yeah. died. One hard-boiled <laughs> egg, that's not going to get it done. So we see the doctor harvesting organs for some squids to sell. And this way, they let him know what the next game is. So this is why he's harvesting the organs. It's pretty nuts, man, because if by my calculations, uh, it's about 50K for the kidneys, mm-hmm. 100K for the heart. Yeah. And this guy goes, he goes further than that. Is, Most of the time you're, look, you're looking for liver, kidneys, heart. He's going eyeball. This guy goes, I don't even, I might be skipping too far ahead, but he does this. He does a lot of the organs, and it's kind of disturbing because if I'm going to harvest organs, it's just going to be like the kidneys and the heart, and I'm not going to go any further. And why Why is that? Those are the big money makers? Those or? are the big money makers, and then at, at one point, are you just playing with the body? You know, you, you start harvesting so many organs, mm-hmm. you're just like playing with it. Does it make it better if there's a couple other guys in the room, just, you know, you're talking about yeah. whatever? It does make it better. <laughs> I will say that I, this guy, there's no way this guy would have done all the organs right. if those guys weren't in the room. Yeah. Anytime you're har- harvesting organs, if you're by yourself and you go past the kidneys and the heart, you're basically a serial killer. Get help. If you got a couple pals in the room, you're fine to keep working on that until you get the job done. That's am, our, I, am I right on my money guesses? That's our stance on that. Uh, you know, Chad, uh, believe it or not, I couldn't give you accurate black market prices for the uh, the heart and the kidneys. I think I'm pretty accurate on it. Okay. 
good for you. And why, you know what? what's sick to think about? Who are they selling this to? Think about, th- this happens in real life too, obviously not from Squid Game's perspective, mm-hmm. but there are sick people out there that har- harvest organs. Are they selling this to like actual hospitals? Like who would buy so I think organs? I think um, from what I understand, you know, when you're trying to get transplants and stuff there's a waiting list they don't have the number that you need to for mm-hmm. everyone to have them so i can see and in a you know perfect world i guess the idea is you don't have the list is the list you can't hop people in the list therefore if you got a rich person who's you know number 50 they'll pay big money to like a, get a black market one because they're the hospital's not letting them jump the list just because they have money have you seen that Rockefeller guy? You know how the Rockefellers are million, like hundreds of millions of dollars heirs, right? Yeah, billionaires. They, yeah, they've got money, is what I hear. Uh, and one, what do they do? What exactly is? I I, know I think it was like was, oil or something back uh, then. Oil is probably a good oil bet. tycoon. Yeah. Um, one of one of the guys had like ten heart transplants. <laughs> really? He was just doing it for fun. Yeah, I guess so. It's just crazy to think about all these people on waiting lists, and this guy's like, "I've got so much money, I'm just gonna get ten hearts." And I'll say it. I'll say it. We're talking about hard-boiled eggs. There's some rich, crazy people who just like to eat heart. Honestly, you- you're you're probably right on that. Yeah. I mean, there comes a point. Look at this. Take look at this for example. Some people are having an entire game where people kill each other for entertainment. You're telling me that someone doesn't have enough money to where they're like, you know what? I'm gonna have some heart for dinner mm-hmm. this evening. Hey, but- I'd, I'd think I'd rather have like a young kid's heart. Okay, and so moving on, well, actually, but not moving on, but moving on from that, but not moving on completely. You were talking about the Rockefellers' money. You have an update on Jeffrey Bezos. Oh wow, I do. I'm actually starting mm-hmm. uh, here soon, shortly, a GoFundMe. Yeah, and and what is that GoFundMe for? This GoFundMe is well. If you haven't heard on the news lately, there's a new bastard in town named Elon Musk, and he is now the richest man on earth. He's retaken the throne. Don't like it. Not a fan. Not a fan. Don't like it. Because he's cheating. But here's the good thing. As earlier reported on a Learn a Little Something with Ronnie and Chad, our flagship show, that's actually not our flagship show. Yep. I mentioned how Elon Musk and Grimes are splitsville. They're done so. Right? Yeah. And <laughs> why exactly was Elon able to jump over our boy Jeffrey? It's because the woman stole some money and she you know yeah oh stole some money she stole some money she stole a little piece of that pie oh yeah now i don't know elon is he's and and let me tell you what that lady did not help him in in the business whatsoever you think that lady helped jeffrey out no that man started from the bottom now he's here well she seems lovely Um, sure she's a nice lady yeah i think she's very nice uh, good for her having that money. She's now one of the richest women in the world, and totally did not help him with that business. And by like the way, if you if you're new around here because uh, Squid Game was one of the most popular shows ever, and you looked for a podcast, and somehow you unfortunately stumbled upon us, we will talk we about Squid talk Game. About. But this is important. This I, all has well, to do with the organs. This is how far we dissect. This up. is important because one day Jeffrey might be hosting his own Squid Games. Do you think now Elon's the type of guy to host a Squid Game? Yeah, he would host a Squid Game with like AI versus humans or something. Now, here's the thing: Do you think that uh, Elon had Grimes sign a uh, prenup? <laughs> oh yes, 
Which here, I'm not, I want my boy Jeffrey to win, but do I like men that make women sign prenups? Yes, I do. And while we're team Jeffrey here, I think that's very good on Elon. And the reason I say that is because if you're getting married to someone named Grimes, yes, have them sign a prenup. (laughs) That's what you do, okay? It'd be grimy if you didn't. All right, so moving on, did you have anything else to say? Oh yeah, I just wanted to say the GoFundMe, you can contribute it at Mr. Jeffrey Bezos 1 trillion. Um, the goal is to get him to a trillion dollars. Okay, wait, been, <laughs> wait, what do we? Where do we type that in? We just go anywhere and just put in Mr. Bezos Mr. trillion or what? Mr. Was? Jeffrey Bezos one trillion and <laughs> and donate as much as you can. I know there's some people in need out there. Well, let me tell you, Jeffrey is in need, and he has got. We've got to get this man's to one trillion before Elon does. I think that's probably the most important goal of humanity at this point love it all right so moving on so the reason the doctor's harvesting the organs they tell him the game yada 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 for protection he's gonna tell main bully doc su that he knows the next game so he can get into the gang be part of the group for safety um and then this is where we start seeing are we i for the first time kind of realized what was going on with the squids Yep. Squares are like team leaders. Triangles are muscles. They're the ones shooting people. And then circles are like the cleanup crew. They're the bitches. Yeah, they, they are definitely the bitches, yeah. And we get lights out at night. Chaos takes place. A bunch of beatdowns, makeshift weapons, bed frames. Oh, dude, the bed frames. That's what I'd be most scared of is the bread, bed frames like fall in because mm-hmm. they got the high up beds. and Yeah. There was someone who got an egg early on and then went to their top bunk. They weren't privy to how tense things got. I think I saw them in there with a pillow. They thought it was a big pillow fight. And then they got clocked upside the head with a, uh, a bed post. And oh. Bless their heart. They were just. How, how do you even see during that? Didn't they have the flat? They started flashing the lights, but right. Which is also, you know, you ever been in a, a room like that? That's trippy. It is very trippy. Well, dude, think about that. You're standing there in, in pitch black, and then the light flashes, and there's someone running towards you. Goes pitch black again. Light flashes again. They're not there. And how about this? I'm just thinking about this now. Okay. They always talk about the integrity of the game. They're all about the integrity of the game. What if someone in here has is susceptible to seizures? Uh, epilepsy? Yeah. Come on. Not very integral for them. No. Didn't really give them a chance, I would say. But then again, maybe you should bring your you know, some seizure people, glasses. Some people were really celebrating the integrity of this game. I'm here to tell you, maybe not that integral. Well, there's a few things this game does that... Yeah. kind of hypocritical and we're gonna call him yeah. out that's what we're gonna do the old man he stops this craziness he's on a top bunk and pleads for them to you know cut the foolishness well yeah he's shitting himself and we got to talk about it you know as we said earlier on i think this is the first time we'll do it this episode spoilers okay if you did not listen to the first episode we're spoiling things right out of the gates get off now three two one we know what the old yes. man's deal is He's putting himself in legit danger here. Oh, yeah. What this, do you think? This, this is the first time, like we said, I think the camera, I don't think he was going to get shot even if he did move in the red light, green light game. Right. I also don't think he was going to get shot if his cracker broke in the whatever game that is. I can't remember, but I feel like he was in a special spot. Yeah. But here, 
he could legitimately get killed at any point. Right. Because obviously no one... Obviously he goes for the high ground. And they did bring all the squids. They were right outside the door as if like something was going to start to happen. But lights go out, you know, if someone, if I'm a guy, which I'm not a guy, I'm a very, you know, honorable man, I'm not going to go for the weakest link. But you're like, oh, look at this guy, knock him out quick. You could do it, and there's nothing he can do to stop you. Yeah, or you could also look at it, look at it as that guy is no danger whatsoever, so I'm just going to let him sit there. You could look at it both ways, but. How cool, when they do the flashback, how crazy would it be? You know, like they do the flashback and they you kind of see um, see how he was behind the scenes of the game or whatever. What if they cut back to this and they showed that he had a knife and he even like killed a person? That would have been sick. Like he was getting, you know, oh, wanted yeah. to join in in the, the nighttime charade. Dude, the, now that you think about it, though, that is pretty crazy. Obviously, his whole being the game master or whatever, him having all these people die is very sick in and of, in and of itself. But... Right. He did not technically kill somebody with his bare hands the entire time. Yes. I don't know what your point is there, but... Well, it just shows that he loves watching it and everything, Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to doing it himself, not gonna. As I understand it, Chaz's take, he's not that bad of a guy. No. All right? No, he is a bad guy. We are you loud and clear? Not that he is... Well, he's not that bad of a guy, but... He doesn't have the kahunas to do it. Like me, I would be slashing and dashing in there. Right. He didn't do anything that no one else had to do. Because he did, you know, he had a lot of torque on the upcoming tug of war game. And he pulled some people off. But Well. He had some muscles. Um, but no, I think this is probably, he is putting himself in danger. But I'll, I'm going to okay this. Because I think that this was probably one of the largest amounts of adrenaline he had knowing that he was in danger i I think too he came into this he came into this playing this game knowing that you know there is a chance that he could probably die and at some point right but he was willing to accept it and like if he could stop it he will and then that's kind of like the situation but then it is also weird like the squids were right outside they could have came in at any second why does he he's like the one to stop it why do you think that is I think he just got. He finally was like, "All right, I I don't want to die right now. I want to keep playing." Okay. And called it because I. But I do think like if at any point in a game, if he did somehow accidentally die, he would fully accept it. All right. So we move on to uh, Doksu and. Um, oh fuck! Okay, one second. I gotta make sure I have this right. Um, it's in my notes here. I wasn't prepared for it, but I'll get this going real quick. Doksu. And they uh, they have some gross toilet sex. Well, and it's not the toilet part I'm opposed to. It's more just them. Very gross. Yeah, because I, I fully fully agree with you know fine if you're you know you're about to die and there's a bad bitch in there. Yeah, go have some toilet sex. But but would you would uh, you have sexual relations with? No, I would not. Now, huh? If I know I'm about to die and that is like the legit last option I have, maybe. Even then, probably not. I would much rather have it with probably a couple of the dudes in there, to be honest. Okay. Than her. All right. Good for you. Congratulations. Um, it's very forthcoming of you. Yeah. I, 
I'm not a fan of toilet sex, though. Okay, uh, yeah. It took a long time to answer. You really thought about it, and I appreciate that. Do you have a... Um, obviously, I'm not into the filthy ciggies. Part of the gross parts was how they were uh, breathing that nicotine into each other's mouths while other things were going on. Do you have a uh, like a smoke kink? Do you really get no. going by the idea of you know blowing some uh, blueberry shortcake into the mouth of a young lady as you... <laughs> No, I've done that before, but that's not like a like not not while doing sexual activities. Okay, so you just so no. yeah, I've done I've blown, done more just blowing. I've in blown and, blueberry cheesecake, uh, frappuccino smoke into someone before. Sprinkles, don't forget sprinkles. the sprinkles. Yeah, yes, I have blown that into someone's mouth before, but that's more of just like jokes and giggles. Okay, not like oh, let's go have toilet sex. And there was nothing going on downstairs. No. You're telling me when you did a little blow back and forth with some strawberry shortcake key lime pie, you did not have any twinkle toes down in the... I did not have any uh, nubs. Okay. Fantastic. I just needed to... I'm all about learning more. You know, we've known each other for a long time. Anytime I can learn a little bit more about you, I'm into. Um, Yeah, I did not think this what about you do you like very attractive smokes don't listen don't blow anything fruity into my oh what if it's like a breathing space frappuccino (laughs) now listen i'm more of a savory guy if you want to come blow some pot roast my way (laughs) then maybe i'll take a sniff all right all right that's a good flavor next game is tug of war we don't know that at first. First, we just have to get into groups of 10. Now, Song Wu, he's canceled right out the gates because he's very open about not wanting any females on yeah, his team. Yeah, and that's it's disturbing, man. I didn't like it either. No, this is probably, out of all the things he's done in this show, this is my least favorite. Right. Being sexist. Yeah, saying he doesn't want any girls on his team. I think it would have been great for the, uh, the Squid Games committee to throw in a game for the girls kind of maybe like a um cheerleading no i'm talking more like the uh the cootie catchers or the cootie oh. catchers oh yeah girls would always make those do those never understood how they worked i was amazed always wanted to play mm-hmm. um but yeah didn't they were know. always catching my cooties yeah, is that what they were called? Is that Cootie what you catchers, remember them yeah. being called when they would do the blah blah blah? Yeah, blah, it's like paper. It looks and like they a pyramid. unfold it and they'd be like, "Oh, look, you're going to marry Corin." Yeah. Do you ever know a girl named Corin? Uh. Uh-uh. It's kind of a weird name now that I say it out loud. Who? How do you know one? I've known multiple Corins. Hmm. If you're a Corin, let us know. I know like a Corey, a dude named Corey. And there's girls named Corey. Don't know any. Yeah, you do. Who? That one guy's sister. That one guy's sister. We'll talk about it later. Oh, I actually do know. Hey, there you go. That's the one I know. Shout out to uh, Corins and guy and girl Corys. Thanks for listening. We know you are. In this tug of war, you're on a high platform. You all get chained together, and when one team loses, they fall off the deck where a guillotine, very unnecessary, but I love that it's a guillotine, will cut the rope, sending so, uh, said team falling to their death. Yep. Um, good way of conserving ammo. Yeah, I guess it is a good way of conserving. Just um, straight up fall death. 
You got to now that fall damage is at 100% right here. Fall damage is at 100%. They did break the bank by uh being like Now here's a room that we want to play tug of war in. Let's make it 15 stories high. Yeah. And they're like, "Well, eh, do we need to? Is the fall damage that?" And they're like, "Yes. Mm-hmm. We need the fall damage." Here's the thing. If you're at the back of the line and you fall on all the bodies somehow, can yeah. you live? You know, I said 15 stories. 15 stories is quite high. That is not how high up they were. They weren't 15 stories. And you're saying it wrong, I think. Because guess what I think? What happened here is they all fall off, okay? They hang there momentarily when the guillotine will cut them down. I'm of oh, the back be- of the line. Is I'm the-, the belief when you're at the back of the line and you are hanging all the way down there, I'm not exactly sure how low you are, but if you can get down and maybe do a quick leap out of the way of the other falling bodies, I think that would be your best chance. Yeah, because if all obviously if all the falling bodies, well, it'd be tough because you're all chained together. You are all chained together. That'd be tough, but uh, I feel you like are it's chained possible. Together. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a dude. that's a toughie. You're right because it's like, do you want to be front of the line or back of the line? Hmm. Okay. But if you're in the front of the line and you fall on top of the bodies, if you somehow fall in a straight line... It would be a cushion. It would. It would. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. Any physics uh, physics guys? Is that what they're called? Yeah, I didn't... I never studied physicology in school, so... All right, so... The Dream Team has to face an opponent that looks much better at tug-of-war, but they do not have the old man's tug-of-war wisdom. He's got the strat, and it's going to work very well until it doesn't. What did you think of this strat? Because as someone who never enjoyed playing tug-of-war growing up, Me neither. never liked it. It was always terrible. Um, I don't think my team ever won in tug-of-war. I don't know what that says about me. I think that you know. I, well, I think you're a strong guy. I don't. Thank think you. I think you are also a very strong guy. Well, no, you're very lengthy. You gotta really pull. I mean, those. Well, I won't call them twigs, but your arms. Well, my legs. The one time I almost broke my femur playing tug of war. I have heard that tug of war femur number one damage body part. Most people yeah. wouldn't think that, but they I wouldn't. look it up. Um, but no, I never liked playing tug of war. Hearing the strategy opened my mind, and I was like, I got to get in some tug of war leagues because I got to try this out. It did. It made so much sense, too. All of it made so much sense. The bracing, letting them tire themselves out, moving as a unit, I liked all of it. You think they hired a tug of war specialist to do that scene? I think they definitely had some consultants on very high up uh, Korean tug of war leagues, too. Yeah. A TOWS, tug of war specialist. Yep. Now they're pricey, so that just goes to show that Netflix really put out the budget for this thing. Yeah. If you're going to have some TKWOs, like you said, you got to pay them. <laughs> yeah. So Beautiful. But no, the, like I said, the strat works until it doesn't. Song Woo does some quick thinking, though. They run to the end of the deck, making the others fall, and then pull them to the death once they fall down. Loved it. Loved it. it. Didn't love the dying part, but really well, quick thinking. Well, sound like you did. <laughs> I you loved, said you loved it. You know me. I'm a person who loves strategy. Song Woo nailed it. I thought he did a great job. He, uh, Yeah, because if you think about it, as soon as you lose your footing and you're falling down, it doesn't matter if you're pulling or not. You, yeah. That 
the force goes down exponentially. Exponentially. If you don't have that femur, I mean, that's what I'm saying, the number one. To provide force? Well, here's how I almost broke my femur, if you want to hear the story. Would love to. And you know I want to hear it? Because I don't think it's made up at all, so that's why I want to hear it. I'm going to take a sip of water and listen to this femur. Playing tug of war. No one call this a femur fib, by the way. This is a femur. (laughs) This is a true story. Let's see. Let's see what happened. This is totally not a false femur story. Okay. So we're playing tug of war in a... God, what did they call it back in the day? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a true story, guys. Yeah. It's a true femur story. God, what what do you call it? It doesn't matter what it's called. The high school... Or not high school. It was not in high school. It was elementary school. Yeah. Backyard sports or whatever. You played it at the end of the year. Oh, I called it field day. Field day. That's what it is. That's what I was trying to get at. Femur field day. We're playing out in the the uh, on the football field. We did play tug of war on Hence field the day. name field day. Yes, I am in the middle. I'm basically the old man in this situation. Mm-hmm. We somebody on the other squad. Interesting that they picked you out to go middle of the line, but keep going. What's well, usually the weakest link? Other squad. They pull the same maneuver. They get us. They get us. Yeah. We're we're all tugging and tugging. They do the same thing. They let us lose our footing, and one of my legs yeah. goes backwards while the other one stays straight. And then we keep pulling. They keep pulling. So are, my leg is underneath me, and my horrifying. femur. Yeah. Are you suggesting to me that? <laughs> are you suggesting? Wait, wait, wait! I'm not laughing because this is not a femur. It's fit. not. Yeah, it's not. Are you suggest? I just want to make sure I'm clear. Are you suggesting that there was a group of elementary children? <laughs> Who I'm assuming to to uh, to protect from any feelings getting hurt. <laughs> We're picked at random, and in two minutes, going from the uh, the three legged sack race to the tug of war game, <laughs> developed the str- <laughs> the tug of war strategy that we see here in this TV show. Yes. <laughs> I don't, listen, that is these kids, these kids, there was something about these kids. I don't know if they were, if they planned it or oh what, God. but they knew what they were doing, man. And we, we it's, ended up losing that match. It's a miracle that you could still walk. So that was the end of the episode. We move on to episode five, a fair world. Is it a fair world? No. Good Are you talking about this world or their world? Um, no, this is the episode title. I thought I'd throw that in there. The very ending there actually happened at the beginning of this episode, but because Netflix has mastered the art of hypnotizing people to watch hours of television concurrently because of the playing the next episode in three second feature, Mm -hmm. I got it mixed up in my notes a little bit. I apologize for that. Uh, the dream team walks back into the bedroom to, to the surprise of Doc Sue's crew. Doc Sue. So Doc Sue is just livid that these people won. And, you know, like I said, this is just kind of a loose recap I have here in my notes. If you couldn't tell by watching it, him and, uh, wait, they are no longer together. Can't believe those two kids could not make it work. Thought they were lasting forever. I did too. And we see where the sneaky squids marked a body that I guess didn't seem to be too damaged. And those are the ones that they get the 
organs harvested out of. Even though it looked like that guy's cranium was, they uh, had to have some fall dented, damage so on those organs. Yeah, I don't know how they exactly made that determination, but that's what they did. The Dream Team makes a fort to help protect themselves from nighttime shenanigans, and Gihan goes to uh, play a little mind game with Dok Su, basically asking him about loyalty and all that stuff. This was a very good move because he oh, yeah. gets in his head. He does because. I mean, if you, Doxu obviously hasn't been thinking about it, but if it's fucking survival yeah. of the fittest out there. Obviously, there's going to be some of that shit going mm-hmm. on. I mean, look at the little rats on his team. They're not going to try and take him down. Those guys. They're rats. They look They're like rats. rats. I can't believe how much they look like rats and they're humans. Um, but well, yeah, so not much fighting goes down this evening, but they still take shifts, staying up at night. First, we got Song Wu and Ali. They have a nice chat. And we get a long stretch of uh, they, the, They're uh, a good dynamic. They I are. I like them. Can't wait to see where their uh, characters go down. A good outlook on those two. So uh, we're going to take shifts. Or no, wait. I already said that. <laughs> we get a whole long stretch of the Doctor storyline here. What did you think about this whole thing overall? Overall, oh. some... I because, think it's interesting, but at the same time, I was like... I kind of wanted it to end. That makes sense. Yeah, I was like, it's not bad, but at this, I just want it to, because because it, it's almost like it goes nowhere after it's done. Like it was, it could have just not been there. I don't know. I liked the. I think, I think a large part of the reason they did it was to kind of show that they're telling us a couple things. They're telling, they're showing us the side of people trying to do anything to cheat their way to know what game is next, and they're also telling us that. All the squids, squids are, are not what we seem to think. Because until this storyline, I think I still would have thought that all of the squids were like young children. Like we saw in episode three, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Um, this tells us that either these guys somehow infiltrated their way in here to really make big bucks on their organ black market sell- sales. Or... Not everyone's kids, and somehow the squids are picked some other way. You know what else is pretty crazy to think about is if they were... I'm sure they're compensated very well after these games are over with. That's, I mean, it's got to be the reason they're here to begin with. You think? I would think, because if they really wanted to get back at these higher-ups, they have all the weapons. They could get a few people to team up, and it's game on. Like, I mean, they could... They do, but the whole they still are living. See, and I think they're the re- like they're like trusted prisoners in a yeah. sense. Like they're still kept in a quote unquote cell kind of. They've got people watching them on cameras, but yet they get access to like the guns and stuff. And that's why that I think is. they have to be like after the games compensated well, or they wouldn't have been there to begin with. Because what you're talking about is basically like any army or anything like that ever and some of those things aren't they people weren't compensated well they were compensated on in a way just enough yeah and that stopped them from it's crazy that more uprisings don't happen to that kind of thing yeah and it's it'd be interesting to get like a whole backstory on how any of them even got there i think that would be kind of cool too yeah and i've got some stuff more on that later so long story short, shits hits the fan here. 
Um, the doctor gets loose, gets to the playground room. He's talking with one of the guys who eventually is going to kill him, but not before the front man kills said squid. And uh, the front man then talks to the doctor and says, you know what? I don't care what you were doing with the organs, but you knew the game is ahead of time. And if there is one thing the front man doesn't stand for, it's when people mess with the integrity, integrity of, of the, the game. game. Don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't you dare do it. And so, the front man kills him. Mm-hmm. Junho, he gets the jump on one of the lads who is involved with the organs, and he thinks that they... So that guy harvested all these organs just to get shot in the face. Mm-hmm. Yep. What a waste. <laughs> it was a risk going into it, you know? Yeah, that is true. I guess, I guess, too, if you know you could die at any moment, and you can get the games ahead of time, even though it's a big risk, you're going to do it. But, like, he, he probably knew as soon as he got caught he was going to get shot. I would assume. Yeah. It's just the type of guy who has to play to his strengths. He knows that if with going in blind, he didn't like his chances, so he had to have some sort of upper mm-hmm. hand. Um, but no, Junho gets the jump on one of the lads who's involved with the organs. He thinks that they did something with his brother. Uh, turns out, nope. He ends up killing that guy and found out about a ladder that goes to the front man's room. Oof. Uh, around the same time, they learn that Jun Ho is on the loose, and uh, but yet he still manages to find his way to the record room. And boy, oh boy, this thing has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, did he didn't he get it back since like the seventies or eighties, something like that? Um, I tried looking. What I saw was he finds a list of winners dating back to nineteen eighty eight. Wow. Um, and in two thousand fifteen, the winner. Player 132, Huang In Ho, as in Jun Ho, Huang In Ho. This yep. is his brother. It's his brother. So, in what year was that again, did you say? 2015. Okay. So, and I'm assuming this is taking place in 2020 or something like that. Yes. I would, okay. I think that's fair to say. Um, so, yeah, did you. Did you pick up on this right away here? Yes. Um, I Yeah. Because obviously, I mean, he does kind of say something. He says, like, the name out loud. You have to know that Junho's last or name is Junho. Yeah, it's kind of just the way he looks, too. Like, it. honestly, I didn't know that that was his last name. I just kind of, the way they did the scene and him, his reaction, just right. assumed that it was his yeah. brother. So yeah, and then we get to ugh, episode six, which I think is safe to say the hardest one to get through. Yeah, for sure. Um, and be honest, did you shed a tear or two? I did. I share shed a tear. I think I did. Okay. I think I did. I know watching it with my dumbass roommate Kyle. Right. It, I'm not afraid to cry in front of that man's, and but, I respect that. But oh, no tears came out. But I had that feeling in my throat. Right, where I was like, oh god, it's coming. Uh, you it's know, in coming. my case, I was you know in a room all by myself, and I wasn't afraid to let let him leak. And while I'm agree with you, 
I'm not afraid to let loose some tears in front of you. I'm naturally just going to hold back a little more. Yeah. My threshold's going to be further. But <laughs> listen, if I'm in a room all by myself watching some TV late at night, just downed an entire lasagna, I'm going to be more inclined to let some tears yeah. loose. And um, I think that's what I did in this episode. It was just like when we went and watched Avengers Endgame together. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the feeling in my throat at the end of that. Yeah. It was cl- I was close. That was a room full of people, and I was close yeah. to letting it out there. When Tony Stark's daughter asked for cheeseburgers, oh. I... Because you, you, it's funny, you had just asked me for cheeseburgers after the movie. I right fought hard, that. man. Yeah. I fought real hard. I knew you were there, and I, you know... I wasn't afraid to let him loose, but I was also... Seems like maybe I was afraid to let him loose, and I fought him. I fought him hard. Yep. Didn't let him out. That feeling in your throat, man. That feeling hurts. I watched it a few months later after I had just finished an entire plate of lasagna. And, oh, was I a wreck. You like lasagna, don't you? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it, actually. Thank you for asking. So episode six, Ganbu. I didn't like how I said it. How do you say it? Is that right? Ganbu. Yeah. You gotta, no, I think you say it right. You got to say that. Pause it real quick. Ganbu. So at the beginning of this episode, chaos is still taking place from last episode. Uh, they're all looking for Jun Ho, and the old man has pissed his drawers. Oh, don't say it like that. Well, he pissed his drawers. They say he's wet. He wet his undies. Gihan gives him his jacket to help him cover up. Very bro thing of him to yeah. do. And uh, everything's so stressful that you know what? Game six starting right away because the VIPs will be here soon. People start pairing off. It's a two two person event. Song Wu and Ali team up. Which um, Song Wu, of course, is going for the strong guy. And yeah, muscles, because that's what Ali's got. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old man gives the jacket back to Gihan. Um, <laughs> kind of gross. And this was yeah, <laughs> true. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of layers to this. You think that this is a very noble thing to do because Gihan panics when he sees him walk up to him because he doesn't want to be partnered with the old man. Turns out, dirty old man doesn't want to get picked because as we see later, if you don't get picked, you just go back to because of the integrity of the game bullshit, right? Even though it's not, as we discussed, it's not very integral. now, Now, I wonder too, though, if he actually was upset that nobody wanted to pick him. Um... I don't think so because he's he seems very with it. He knows what he he knows his lot in life, and I think he's probably disappointed he doesn't get picked because okay. he wants to play. But I think it's exactly what he expects, which is why right out of the gates he just gives him the jacket. And like how wild how wild would quarter. that be if it wasn't the guy he played with? Like say he paired up with me, hi, nai, me, nai. If he paired up, with, if he paired up with, and my phone was on mute. Let me try one more time. Exactly. Yeah. If if they would have been like if she would have won in marbles, if the guy would have just pointed the gun at her and just shot her instead. Oh, interest. You're saying the old man. If she had paired up with the old man, they would have just and they were in like a little cul-de-sac of their own. Yep. Even though she, mm. even though she technically well, won, if he they would have just shot her in the face. But since it was Gihan, right? And he's he's that's his gambu. Not a whole lot of integrity in that, but as we discuss. It's the old man's, you know. You know, we're not so sure how much integrity there really is. Yeah. 
other places we got girl power with Cybiok and other girl. I don't know her name. Lover, don't know her name. I know. Um, Great lad. And ev- eventually, guilt eats at Gihan. He takes the old man as his partner, leaving behind. Yep. And we enter a room with a lovely little town and no point beating around the bush. I was pretty much waiting for this game the whole time, but I still wasn't prepared for it. And by that, I mean I wasn't waiting for them to play marbles. But ever since the second game where they all split up, I've been waiting for the partner up yeah. game where one of them dies. and Because I saw where this sick show was going. And here it is. They have to play marbles, and one of them will die. And I think by far for me, the sad, I, the saddest thing, as soon as you realize what the game is, was the old man and Gihon. I know that that's not probably wasn't a pop, you probably weren't thinking that, but I was like, fuck. I mean, it's come. I knew the old man would die at some point, and this is before I had any idea what the old man was. I was like, but it's just gonna suck seeing this. That was my first thought. Um. Interesting. So you went with them, okay? That was my initial thought. Now, the saddest moment in the actual marbles, I don't think necessarily was them. It was more... It's all sad. I I don't think you're wrong for that. They do a good job of just showing a very quick glimpse of the husband and wife team. And Uh, you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Matt, yeah. God I'm I'm not laughing. It's sad. But... Just imagine, like, how much of bitches they've been. And by bitches, I mean they've been, like, the biggest scaredy cats of all. And so, like, they they cowered together and then Just that happened. together, yeah. Oh, it's so sad, man. Don't laugh at that. Yeah, I didn't. You did. Um, and the old man immediately starts going crazy. He's acting like he's not understanding what's going on. Um, now, wh- okay, what do you think this is right here? So, okay, yes, good question. I also have another question. I will answer yours first. <laughs> I don't know why I said that like a robot. Yes, yes. Thank yeah. you for your question, <clears throat> Chad. Yes, good question. I also have a question. I will answer yours first, and we will round around to my question. Thank you. He, dude, I don't know, because I told you this when I watched it the first time before I even got to the end. It drove me crazy. I did not. I didn't like it because I thought that out of all of the different pairings, once they got into it, I found this one the least sad because he was just crazy. I mean, I understood like the frustration with Gihan and what he was feeling. I think they did a good job with that. But he was so clueless, and they haven't showed us any of that. It was like it just turned on as soon as he walked in here. So I was like, what? Like, why is it? Do you think that that was obviously designed after his actual, like, town? Right. Um, do you think that he, since he never really played in the game, when he got to that, t- he's such an old man now, and he actually is sick and stuff, that it just brought back so many memories of him being a kid, and he knows he's about to die anyways, that he actually was like, oh my god, this is my town, like thought of it and was like being super nostalgic not necessarily senile or anything but just like so many emotions going through him right so that kind of leads me into my question which was i guess this was like the first time i'd i considered whether or not he knew the games going into him or not um 
So he did, you, you think? Well, I don't know. Because he, he still could have known the games, and he might have even known that it was going to be his town, but he didn't like see the set until he got there, and then he was like, oh, they did a great job or whatever. But I, see, I also think... I think for the way that he's seen, I think he said he knew they were kids' games, so maybe he had an idea, okay. but he didn't know until he got there, and then that was part of the fun of being like, oh, now we're going to play Tug of War. That would be cool, too. But the, the, then the thing that makes me think he might have known is when they were separating and uh sung woo was like i'll go triangle and he goes oh i'll go star it was like he knew the next easiest one was star even though i guess he wouldn't die either way i don't think they would kill him either way but he i i think we're to understand that he played all these games growing up so i'm not saying he knew ahead of time but as soon as he walked into that room he was like oh i see where this is going yeah um and i wonder too if it's like if it's new games every year, so like he he knows like all of the games, but has no idea which ones are going to be picked. Right, like I, they yeah. definitely have a two person thing where one person walks out every year. Maybe they don't play marbles every year. Maybe they do, and that could be why he was like no. But that God, that's interesting because it really did make it seem like he was totally fine with not being picked. Yeah, and this doesn't hit nearly as hard if he doesn't go into his old town. Then it's just like pointless. And then that makes me think he's he's grasping with. I think he's having a hard time this entire time. Like he is having fun, but then at the same time, he might be reflecting on. I don't know. It, it's all so confusing. Because I maybe I would say that, but if that's the case, like even after he's there for a while, he can he keeps up this charade with I call it a charade with Gihan. At that point, I think. I think he was trying to prove a point. I think he was just trying to prove a point that even someone as nice as Gihan that's been to him will get stoop low low enough to to trick him and try to get him killed. I think that was like the because then no, at the like because we do see his outlook on yeah. humanity at the end. So um, I th- I think that was his whole way of proving a point that even though he because I think he did think he was like wow this guy has been so nice yeah. to me and like maybe he's different he's like. He's Maybe. trying to make him yeah. go bad. I actually, I do like that. God, you're you have such a beautiful mind, Jazz. I love that. Well, I do that to people occasionally. I love doing too. this podcast with you. Just the amount of things you bring up and my outlook on life has just changed. That's fantastic. You're welcome. Uh, to me, out of the pairings that we see, the girls are the most heartbreaking part. That's um, what I was going. Yep, that's what I was going to go with. Because, like I said, I don't know her name, but the person that Cybiox's with, she, she launches up like my top character list so quickly in however long this really is. Like she's just what's so interesting about her too is she was literally just sitting in the sidelines pretty much this entire time right. by herself. Now she wasn't. She didn't even really have a team, did she? Like when the whole the whole bed scenes and everything. I think from what I understand, like the first time I remember seeing her is they, um, they're basically forced to pick her up in the tug of war thing. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to go back and see, like, oh, do we see her in red light, green mm-hmm. light, and before that, or it, I'm assuming maybe they show her vote, and I just didn't remember when mm-hmm. they are staying or going. Um. But yeah, just their whole talk and them not, you know, them just making their own marble game up right at the end. And Very that cool. is definitely where I got 
torn up mm-hmm. when she's just like, I've got nothing you do. Ooh. Mm. Stop looking at me like that, man. Talk about something else. And that's such a baller move. She did it such a baller way, too. Oh, yeah. You can't go out any cooler than that. God, I would never be able to do that. I would be <laughs> I'd be blubbering like a baby. Yeah. And also, I would never. Dude, if I won the game, bro, I would never let you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what's going on in your life. I'm not doing that for you. Are you kidding me? I would do that for anybody. I've got such a kind God, heart. I was just I was putting on this tough guy, and now you're going to make me emotional again. Don't say you'd do that for me. Um, moving on, turns out Ollie's incredible at this marble hand game. I hated this game. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of it either. It's, that, a bu- it's all luck. It's such a bullshit game. Yeah. Do what Duck Sue are doing, or uh, Saibyuk and the other girl are doing. Don't do this bullshit. How many? Because. Uh, if you're going to do a marble game, do a game that matters if you do it marbles. This you could be using tater tots. And you know what I would agree on? If I was uh, if I was like Doxu or whatever, I would be like, all right, we each get two practice throws, and then we can start the real round. Okay. I think that'd be awesome. So you'd even let the, the squid know, all right, we're doing two practice rounds, then right. the game starts. Yeah. I think that's the way to do it right there. Okay. I like that. Because you're a man who likes a practice round. Yeah, and I and I want to make it fair. I want both of us to know the trage- trajectory of mm-hmm. the marble, the whole. Are these standard marbles? Yeah, we got to make sure about that. Love that. Um. Yeah, and they have a real battle. They change games. Yeah, they do. Which I can't believe the other guy agreed to it. He didn't. Squiddy overruled him. But what, I'm trying to remember what game were they playing first. They were doing that bullshit game. They were doing the game. bullshit yeah. game, and he was, yeah. And um, and he was like, didn't he say, well, I agreed to your game. You, you have to agree to mine or something like that? Yeah, and so he you know, challenged with the squid man, and due to the integrity of the game, he allowed it. And so then they went for a little shoot him up shoot him up So this ended up being basically an hour-long episode. How long would you say they are in this game room? An hour. No, I'm not. Showtime. Hour-long episode. How long did we watch them in the game room? Oh. Uh, you're saying, like, in live time, how long? I think the timer is around 15 or 20 minutes. <clears throat> we'll try one more time. <laughs> this episode was an hour long. Yes. You sitting in your room. Yeah. Under the same blanket as your dumbass roommate Kyle. Yep. How long did you guys spend on TV time watching them in the game room? Just the game room. Do you still not get it, or are you? I'm I'm not getting your question. <laughs> all right, all right, okay. Walk okay. me through this. <sighs> all right, hold on, hold on. Let me get let me get the picture going. <gasps> me and my dumbass roommate Kyle. Yep. We are on the same love seat couch. Yep. Under the same blanket. Not a whole lot of room on the couch. Under the same blanket. It's a love suit. Love seat. Watching the television. Your standard couch is three cushions wide. Yeah. This is a two yeah. wide cushion ordeal. Under Watching a the televised program mm-hmm. on the obviously the television. Did you guys have a snack? Was there a snack in the There was not. We did not have any snacks. We had water. Okay. Um, okay. Now walk me through okay. what you're trying to get. <clears throat> So you guys watch it. The episode starts. You see, yeah. oh, wow, this episode's an hour long. Okay? okay, yep. 
Obviously, at the very beginning of the episode, as I mentioned in my review, we got an old man pissing his pants. Yeah. We got pe- teams picked, okay? All right, all right. I'm... At some point in the episode, you're going to see them walk into the game room, all right? Okay. When they walk into the game room, let's say a timer starts, all right? All right, I'm, I'm ready. I get the question, though. Okay. 40, How... 45 minutes. If, the, if it's an hour long, I'm going to guess 45 minutes. Okay. It was 48 minutes. Oh, damn. That was a great guess by you. I would have done terribly because my whole point, and boy, did we take some back roads, <laughs> was just the fact of I was so involved in this, I thought it went down in 20 minutes looking back on it. No, it. I would say this is 100% my favorite show or my favorite episode in the show. Yeah. And not even close. It was just one of those that you get into, and then, yeah. then it ends, and you're like, oh, my God. And then you go back, and you're like, that was an hour? What? God, such emotional, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, so forward. <laughs> that was such a forward way of you to say, well, I was oh, trying to sound- such emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to sound Oh, yeah, you. that episode, such emotional. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Oh, that that when they played that marble game, that was such emotional. Tears on my face. Oh my god, that was the end of the episode. As I just said, uh, we are good on time. We don't need to necessarily do this episode seven. We could save it for next episode, or we could do it now. What do you think? I don't care. All right, that's what I love about you. You're always gonna pick a side. Uh, such frustrating. Let's do it next. You are such fr- <laughs> You are such frustrating. All right. Well, you heard the On man. Next. He said, "Do it." <laughs> he, uh, he said, <laughs> "He's still very, very foreign. Does not grasp English very well. He's such emotional." And I asked him, and he said, uh, "Do it next." <laughs> I, I said, "Do you want to save episode seven for the next episode, or would you like to do it here?" <laughs> His answer: Do it next. <laughs> I've been Ronnie. I've been Jazz. And we will be talking with you soon. Thanks for listening. Peace. We love you all. Oh.